is Thursday. We're going to get off the rails here on the Chad Prather Show. If you haven't signed up yet, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code MORECHAD. I think it saves you like 15 bucks on an annual subscription. That's what you need to do. Actually, I've got to go subscribe again. My subscription ran out, so it's time for me to do it. I can't even watch my own overtime right now. My, they don't give us subscriptions here. You, you guys are deceived out there thinking that the Blaze just, you know, we just have all this stuff. They just give it to us. No, we don't. They don't give us anything. Uh, Chris and Mark probably get it for free. I don't know. They're technically Blaze employees. Not me. Not me. I'm not a Blaze employee. Uh, contrary to popular thought. Super Mario, Chris Cruz, and of course the puppet master, the perfectionist, Mark Drivenson of the nether regions of all things insanity. And trust me, it's insane. I want to change gears on you, Chris. Uh, I want to go another direction. I want to talk about uh, Kintaji Brown Jackson. And I want us to play the clip of her not being able to define a woman. Everybody's seen it. It's her exchange with uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee. Play the clip, please, really quick. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Mm. N- not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Of- now, I got questions here. Now, I don't, I don't know if she's married. I don't know a single thing about Jackson. But let's say she's married. And she asks her husband, are you thinking about another woman? Would that, do you need to be a biologist to get an answer to that question? Uh, I, I think that if you walk to the bathroom and you see a men's room and a ladies' room, I think you know the difference, right? So again, this is pandering BS. This is what we're being subjected to. This kind of stuff that's supposed to be, I'm not a biologist. Well, okay, but I, like I said yesterday, if you'd ask her to define a person of color, which, by the way, the, the melanin of your skin is far less to do with your genetic makeup than your gender or sex. Now, for the sake of this discussion, I'm going to use interchangeably sex and gender, okay? Because biologically, by definition, you can interchange them. I understand that these days people want to come at me on social media and say, well, you can't say gender because that's a social construct. No, you've been told that's a social construct. That's what they want you to believe. So, you know, and why do you have such a problem with how somebody lives their truth? Well, let's say my truth is to be a pedophile. Let's say my truth is to be a rapist. Let's say my truth is to be a serial killer. Now, can I go live my truth? Now, am I equating being a serial killer with being transgender? No, I'm not. But the point is, you can do what you want to do until it encroaches on somebody else. So if if somebody is going to lose a place at a swim meet, let's say, because a guy who identifies as a woman, a biological male who's on hormone therapy, is going to swim and beat the crap out of every other competitor that's out there, that's encroaching on that person's life, their liberty, their pursuit of happiness, if you will, all right? I'm sure that uh, uh, Rika Georgi, or how you say her name, I'm sure she would have loved to have had her spot in that national championship position to swim. But she didn't get it. Why? Because Leah Thomas got it. So she didn't even get a chance to compete. She should have. She should have. And so now, you know, state of Florida, Ron DeSantis comes out and says that the other girl that came in second place, that we're all celebrating as the actual winner, says, nope, she's the winner. 
Florida's going to recognize her as a national champion um, in the state of Florida. And we shouldn't have to do this stuff. Shouldn't have to do this stuff. So whenever Jackson says, I'm not a biologist, that's a cop-out. That is just a straight-up cop-out. You can't say that because you know you know what a woman is. And the color of your skin, which I promise you you could go on a 30-minute diatribe about if somebody asks you about it, is less your genetic makeup than who you are biologically as a male or female. It's less. I mean, the color of your skin makes up something like 0.000001% of your genetic makeup. It's, it's melanin. It has nothing to do ultimately with who you are. But biologically, whether you're male or female, has everything to do with who you are. So let's say you have a heart attack. You are a biological female that you identify as a male. Let's say you have a heart attack. They take you to the hospital. You know what they're going to do? The doctor needs to know, are you a biological male or female? Because it's going to determine some things on your treatment. They're going to check on some things. They're going to know. They need to know. Now, what if you tell that doctor, do not violate my truth? Well, you're going to get the wrong treatment. You may die all because of your truth. That's why we got to get away from this nonsense of your truth, my truth, all this kind of stuff. There, there is the truth, period. Now, you may have a narrative. You may have a story that is uniquely yours, but you don't have truth. You, you don't have that right to define what truth is. There's natural laws that continue to define themselves. You don't have to be a physicist. You don't have to be a biologist. You, you don't have to be any of those things. You jump off of a building, the truth is going to show you that the law of gravity still is in effect. You jump off of that building and you can live your truth and say, I can fly. But you can't. You're going to fall because the truth is going to determine... It's going to determine the reality. That's the fact, folks. I mean, you, you can't get around this. Now, you want to say this is hate speech. No, this is this. I'm trying to save people here. Because if you continue down this destructive path, you got a, you got a world of hurt, a world of problems is going to happen. You, you, <laughs> if you dig up, if you dig up bones... Of, of a human being from a thousand years ago, they could take those bones out of the earth and determine from the DNA in those bones whether or not that was a male or female. That's science. That's the truth. It's not about your truth. It, that's the truth. So this is a bunch of baloney. And Chad, I want to add to this because you say you do not know who her husband is. Yeah. Well, her husband's name is Patrick. He's a surgeon. For over two decades, she's married since 96. She has two daughters. Okay. And here's the most important part. She's related to Paul Ryan, the really? former Speaker of the House. Oh, wow. And the husband, Chad, could be seen crying every time she speaks at the uh, nomination hearings. Yeah. He's crying every time in the background. So if she I, says that she's not a biologist, could she just go, hey, honey, um, what's the definition that you learned in med school <laughs> about women? Okay. Yeah, what he said, right? Well, they got daughters, right? Two daughters. Well, how do they know? So my thing, and I said this yesterday on Facebook. I think I've said it on Twitter, too. I said, 
how do you, like, Joe Biden wanted a female person of color. Well, if, if we can't define a woman, how do you know that's what you got, Joe? How, you don't, how do we know we got a female person of color? We're living our truth. Do we know if she's a woman? You can't define it unless there's a biology. So there it is. Today, the SCOTUS nominee said she can't define a woman uh, because she's not a biologist. This is what I said on Twitter. So it begs the question, how do we know? How do we know we actually, um, you know, how do we know if we got a woman or a person of color? We don't know. This could be a total fraud. This is how you carry out the fallacy of this logic. Uh, anyway, we could, we, could, we could really beat this dead horse. But here's the point. We're dealing with a person who's showing yet again that this administration is only going to appoint morons. They're only going to put people, and again, it's not because, look, I said it over the weekend, Kamala Harris, or the week that, earlier this week, Kamala Harris is a perfect example of why affirmative action is failure. It's a bad idea. Kamala Harris is a living, breathing proof of why affirmative action is a bad, and I started to say effing idea, but I didn't need that, so I left it out for the Lord, and I, I said, so it's a bad idea. Kamala Harris received her access into law school because of affirmative action programs and they're still in place so so that means she got to go to law school when somebody more qualified than her smarter than her more accomplished than her a better testing and better grades better tester all of those things way more qualified she took their place so regardless is if you're doing it because of a physical attribute because you identify as being another gender or you identify as being another color, uh, whatever that may be. And that is, your, that is your basis and foundation for functioning in the world. You're going to make someone else suffer, right? So if somebody can get arrested for misgendering someone, now maybe that's an accident. Maybe it's an accident. But people have actually been arrested. They've had legal battles over misgendering somebody. That is, that's when your truth, as you want to call it, becomes very problematic in society. So you're marching these children. We saw it yesterday. They're marching these children, elementary school children, Austin, Texas, down the hallway having a pride parade. Okay? They're, they're, the indoctrination continues. So everything has got to be woke. Everything has got to be about acceptance, inclusivity. Even when none of it logically makes any sense, those kids have nothing to do with a gay lifestyle. Nothing. Doesn't influence them one bit. One bit. Why don't you just teach people to love each other? Why don't we just start right there, okay? I don't have to love you because you're gay. Maybe I can just love you because I'm supposed to love you. All right? So my friend, Dave Rubin, and his husband, David, Last week, they posted pictures of themselves holding up uh, unborn sonogram pictures of the two boys they're going to adopt once they're born. Okay? There was outrage. There was congratulations from people on like PragerU, Blaze TV. Of course, Dave, the Rubin Report is right here on Blaze TV. Dave is a very significant part of the Blaze TV family. And people kept saying, oh, how dare you congratulate them? That's not a Christian thing to do. Listen. The issue there was not about Christianity. I'm not your pastor, first of all, okay? People were coming to me and saying, how dare you congratulate them? I never congratulated them, ever, at any point in time. That, the word just didn't come out uh, of my mouth because I didn't, I didn't, it's just not what I did. 
But people kept coming at me. How can you condone this? When are you going to do something about this? Like I have the ability to go out and do something about Dave and David and their adoption process of two children. Uh, I, I, I can't just change that. You know, well, if you're a Christian, you should go confront them. Oh, really? That's that's your biblical Christianity. Now, I want to remind you that the New Testament says that you should that you should approach one another in gentleness with a spirit of gentleness so as to turn them from reproach. Right. Like like if you're walking out into traffic, I may say, hey, you need to come back, come out of the traffic. I'm not going to break your neck in order to save your life. So, so I have to do it with a spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, right? Let the fruit of the Spirit. If you want to, I mean, again, you want to look at this from a Christian perspective. What I did say is Dave and David are my friends, and I love them dearly. And their choices in life were never prerequisites for my friendship or my love. I have a lot of things in my life that I've done that I'm sure Dave and David would not approve of. But I never ask them. Okay, now, do I believe that that God's design for the family is a man and a woman and that children should be raised by a husband and 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 a wife? Yes, of course, I do believe that. But that doesn't mean because someone else is not doing it, I'm just going to forfeit them and condemn them to hell out of some sense of self righteousness for me. It's not it's just not how this thing works, folks. Not how it works. So I would have left the whole issue alone, except people kept coming at me, and now everybody wants to blast me. Oh, I can't believe Chad Prather gave that kind of response. And then people wanted to lie about what I was saying. I didn't, I didn't, you could, you could go look at it. It's there. It's loud and proud. It's right there. Dave responded back. You look at my book, Am I Crazy? You know what? Right here on the back, there's an endorsement. You know whose name it is? Dave Rubin. He's my friend. So there you go. There you go. I don't have to condone his lifestyle to love the man. All right? So there it is. Everybody wants to jump in this thing. And I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you wouldn't treat people in your own family the way you're asking other people to treat folks in theirs. So there you go. A again, this is the whole thing. Your truth. Your truth. Live your truth. Defining a woman. You can't even define a woman. <sighs> Man, we, we're in trouble, folks. I'm telling you, if we don't come back to a spirit of gentleness with one another, we are in trouble. Now, again, you go live your life. I've said it a billion times, and I haven't changed in years. You go live your life until what you do encroaches on somebody else's life and liberty. I don't care what you do. Okay, you go do that. But as for me, I'm going to try to operate loving everybody I can. And I'm, if I'm going to err, I'm going to err on the side of grace. And I'm going to err on the side of love and forgiveness. And, and listen, that ain't my natural tendency. It's not. But I try to be generous and I try to be gracious. And I want you to do the same thing, folks. Try. Just try. Give yourself a little slack and give the people around you a little slack, too, because I think that's the definition of grace. A little bit of slack, okay? Everybody doesn't need you playing God for them. Uh, hey, men, <laughs> below-the-waist grooming, let's talk about it. Yeah, you heard me right. Uh, and if you haven't heard about it yet, Manscaped, uh, they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. That's right. Uh, they recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the performance package, and you can join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with uh, this exclusive offer. I'm going to get you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code PRATHER, P-R-A-T-H-E-R, at manscaped.com. Performance package got it all. You get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop 
preserver deodorant from the air down there, crop reviver toner, which is actually exhilarating, I might add, if you spray that on your balls, uh, performance boxer briefs. You get a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Manscaped has revolutionized the field of self-care for men. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's all part of their advanced skin-safe technology, and it's waterproof and includes a 400K LED spotlight in case you need to get a little more precise with your shaving. Come on! Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with code Prather at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use code Prather. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Be right back. All right, so, and again, what I wanted to say is when you're talking about this, you know, Jackson, who is the nominee for Supreme Court, um, she defended the child pornography sentencing record that she has. Can we just, can you have that clip pulled up? Yeah. Let's, let's play it real quick. As you said, the guideline was based originally on... Uh, a, a statutory scheme and on directives, specific directives by Congress at a time in which more serious child pornography offenders were identified based on the volume, based on the number of photographs that they received in the mail. And that made totally total sense before when we didn't have the internet, when we didn't have distribution, but the way that the guideline is now structured based on that set of circumstances is leading to extreme disparities in the system because it's so easy for people to get volumes of this kind of material now by computers. So it's not doing the work of differentiating who is a more serious offender in the way that it used to. You catch that? All right. So, you know, she's she going to be soft on child porn offenders because the sentencing guidelines were basically outdated now that we have the Internet. So that is some mental gymnastics yeah. to try to justify some serious evil. Um, mm, 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 mm. And, you know, she had that other situation where she was soft on sentencing because she said that, if I remember right, there was an 18-year-old who had had sexual relations with a child. And she said, basically said, well, they were close in the same age. And she got called on the carpet for that one. Um, we got a problem here, folks. If, somebody, if somebody's going to do, if they're going to try to engage and operate under the rule of law and enforce that law in the United States at the highest court in the land, but that person is going to get real wishy-washy and very subjective when it comes to interpretations based on whether we had the Internet then or have it now, or if, a, if an 8-year-old is close to an 18-year-old in age— so it all becomes relative. We have a problem. But see, now that is a world we're living in right now. Everything's relative. I go back to what I said in the last segment. It's all about your truth. That's what people want to say. You know, well, let a, just let a person live their truth. Well, what if your truth is going to get you into a lot of freaking problems? 
and going to hurt a lot of people. At some point in time, we, we have to say no. Again, no. Let's ease up on this thing here. You, you guys have got to get back to the truth. And, yeah, so are children children? Well, I don't know. I can't define them. I'm not a biologist. Does the advent of the internet change who a child is or whether or not they should be involved in pornography, either viewing it or participating in it? The advent of the internet doesn't change any of that because the truth tells us that that's wrong. That is just wrong. And you know that. Innate, nurture, nature, everything about you. Remember what I told you last week, talking about that upper level of your brain, that deeper level? Listen, everything screams no inside of you at the idea of this. And so when you want to play these verbal word salad gymnastics to dance around in the middle of a Senate confirmation hearing in order to try to justify your relative opinions about what the law is and whether or not the internet existed, we got a problem, Houston, big time. Um, but again, again, uh, you know, and let me say this too, because I'm going to tie this back in. So yesterday on social media, I posted the Home Depot thing. The Home Depot leading practices, unpacking privilege, and it was a picture that was in a Home Depot store of a, of a, there it is right there, a form that talked about what privilege looks like, social privilege, white privilege, and basically it was an internal thing for a Home Depot for people who um, were working there, right? So a lot of people, I posted it and I said, you know, people said, oh, well, no, this is, that was from one Canadian store. It's not the U.S. So we know how the crazy Canadians are, right? This was from one Canadian store. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Was it from a Home Depot? Yes. Was it from a Home Depot store? Yes. So it was from Home Depot. That, there. there okay? It, whether it was one store or all the stores, it, it, it still it didn't change anything. The fact that this kind of garbage is pandered and put out there under the heading and with a logo, a corporate logo from Home Depot, tells you everything you need to know. Oh, but it was just the one store. Oh, well, it was just the one cancer cell. Oh, it was just the one little piece of rot on the fruit. You could still sell it. No, because today's, today's spot is tomorrow's rot, folks. So you, you got to look at, if you can see it in one little space, we got to stop this stuff. When you're sitting there trying to put out a corporate document and don't even, don't even try to sit there and say, oh, it's just one store. Yeah, yeah, and it was just two weeks to flatten the curve. You know, we got all this stuff. You want to just say, oh, it's just a no big deal. I'm tired of the no big deal bullshit that becomes a major deal because nobody want to talk about it. So we're going to talk about this. You know, if you're confident that the police exist to protect you, you have white privilege. If while growing up, college was an expectation of you, not a dream, you have class privilege. If you can expect time off from work to celebrate your religious holidays, you have Christian privilege. Forget the fact that Muslims have way more time. Their holidays last a month. Uh, if you can use public bathrooms without stairs, fear, or anxiety, you have cisgender privilege. Uh, if you don't have to worry about how to get into a store, you have able-bodied privilege. If you don't have to explain that your spouse is of the same gender, you have heterosexual privilege. So check your privilege. If you're white, male, and you have a class and a Christian, cisgender, able-bodied, heterosexual, then you got privilege. You need to unpack your privilege. You should feel guilty. So if you can go in the bathroom and take a dump without fear, 
You got privilege. Oh, my gosh. Racial prejudice and power, a set of discriminatory or derogatory attitudes based on assumptions coming from perceptions about race or skin color. No, I, I have, a, I have a, a perception about whoever wrote this crap because you're the problem. You're, you are the problem. I mean, this stuff never, literally, in, in day-to-day life, this doesn't cross my mind. When I'm out in public and I'm, and I'm engaging with other human beings, I don't sit there and go, uh, black person, black person, going to have to take a little back seat here. Uh, as a brown person, it never crosses my mind. And if it crosses your mind to the point where you got to come up with this stuff and try to indoctrinate everybody to make them feel guilty, you're the problem. You're the freaking issue. So I'll tell you a story, Chris. I went down to Galveston. People don't, I don't know, people don't know certain things about me. I like to fly kites, okay? I love kites. It's very relaxing to me. Now, the question is, did you suntan the back of your legs? Because last year... <laughs> I burned them. I you did. burned them. So I, I had, at the end, after my, a couple days down in Galveston, I had very red-white legs, all right? <laughs> the sun hasn't really seen these legs in a while. So uh, I, I got a little burn on the back of the legs. But I like to fly kites, as you remember from last year's episode. Um. I got a collection of kites, and they're reasonably expensive kites. I, I love these things, right? So I go out there, and I fly them. I go out there, and I fly them. Privilege. But I walk down on the beach, and there's these two boys. Uh, one's a teenager, older teenager, and the other's, the other's probably about 12 years old. And uh, they're trying to get a kite off the ground. It's so I walked over to them because I wanted to see what problem was. Well, they were missing the center line. The, the center bar. They, and they go, I said, where'd you get this kite? You're missing your, your bar here. You're, 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 you're missing your center. There's a lot of lessons in this, by the way. Right. And, and they said, well, we found this kite. It had just washed up on the shore. And I said, well, here, you fly my kite. And they did. And the 12-year-old boy, he goes, I've never flown a kite. And I had the thing up pretty high. I got it up for him, and, and you know, he was holding on to it. And it was a big kite, so I said, hold on to it. He'd never flown a kite before. He was just thrilled, right? And uh, his brother or cousin or whatever, was with, they, they were just having a blast. So I went and found a stick uh, on the beach, and I made a center bar for that kite that they had. And we got it up. We've, we've, I would flew that kite for a while and let them fly my big kite. Um, and we just had a ball, man. We just had a great time talking, getting to know each other, hanging out. Their family came down, uh, came down on the beach, visited with them too. And, oh, yeah. They were all Puerto Ricans. They were all Puerto Ricans, Chris. It never crossed my mind until I started thinking about this stuff that the whole interaction for hours that day on the beach was with a, a brown family. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I should feel guilty. I had a better kite. But I gave them my kite, and I went and took the piece of trash and built a great kite out of it and flew the thing. And there is a big spiritual lesson in finding your center. And being. A, and you know what? That kite that came out of the garbage that was missing the center, once it got that center and we put it back together with broken parts, let me tell you, it flew just as high as the expensive kite that I brought down there. Let me tell you, there's some spiritual lessons in that. But you'll probably miss it because the fact that you've got – I know our audience, they're enraged that Chad was hanging out with Puerto Ricans. Hey, listen, I know, I know, you got to be pissed off, man. I 
I'm pissed at myself. Privilege. Hey, 250,000 people with health insurance went bankrupt last year due to medical costs, and there's nothing stopping insurance companies and hospitals from continuing to raise prices. Crowd Health is putting the community back in community health care and giving its members access to high-quality care for up to 60% less in the process. You pay one low monthly total to fund your account and get access to the Crowd Health community. I'm going to have them on the show, Chris, because I'm fascinated with this group, uh, and I love them. I've had a lot of conversations with them. Uh, usually less than $200 a month for most people. That's a savings, folks. 100% of your monthly contribution directly funds and reduces the health care costs of the community. So you'll pay the first $500 of health of a health event. The rest gets submitted to the Crowd Health community members for funding. And unlike insurance, you're not limited by doctor networks when looking for care. Don't let health care costs stand between you and your future. Join Crowd Health today. Right now, uh, you can get your first six months for just $99 a month. That's almost 50% off the normal price and a lot less than a high-deductible health care plan. Just go to joincrowdhealth.com. Use promo code CHAD. I spell it Chad at sign up. That's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code Chad. Crowd Health is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Be right back. Welcome back. I want to lay this on you, folks, so tune in to what I'm about to say. There's nothing I love <laughs> quite so much as unearned moral authority. It's just the po- best possible way to feel good about yourself without ever having to do anything whatsoever worthy of feeling good. And in some cases, such as the latest with Citigroup that we're about to discuss, you can even do something really wrong and still feel like you're riding on top of the moralistic world. Now, recently, Citigroup, which employs about 200,000 people in the United States, has decided that they're going to help fund out-of-state abortions for employees who are stuck in barbaric states like Texas with their heartbeat bills and whatnot. Now, in other words, they'll cover travel expenses so that people who want to murder their babies aren't kept from doing so. Doesn't that just give you the warm fuzzies all over? No, no. Uh, me either. So according to Bloomberg, Citigroup will, quote, cover all travel-related expenses, including airfare and lodging, for employees who need to travel to a different state to undergo an abortion procedure. Now, if you had virtue signaling for a thousand points, you just won the round. Now, it's not particularly surprising to me, and probably not to you either, that a big corporation like this would choose to land on the woke side of a debate to which they should not have invited themselves in the first place. Nor does it surprise me that there is this broad swath of people in this country who believe that the killing of the unborn not only isn't murder, but should be sanctioned by the state and considered health care. After all, lightning follows the path of least resistance, and so does loose logic unbound by anything so theatrical as morality and ethics. People want an easy way out of situations, even the ones of their own making, and are willing to commit to pretty impressive feats of mental gymnastics to achieve a zen position on a very non-zen decision. Now, what does surprise me a little is the rapidity with which we allow this little earworm to turn into an entire infestation of our collective hearts and minds. In the 90s, abortion was touted as something that should be safe, legal, and rare. I don't know if you've noticed in the past few decades since then, but rare has taken a bus ticket to parts unknown. We've left the time of whisper your abortion to, to a time of shout it. 
We've gone from acknowledging tacitly that abortion was wrong while wanting to maintain it so that it could lead whatever lives we chose to leading whatever lives we choose and including abortion as a part of the fun, a milestone along the journey. Like if you hadn't had an abortion, you're missing out. These are the times we live in. It's cold comfort when we callously discard the lives of tens of thousands of children every single year in this country. And if you live in a state that's trying to put a cork in the hole that's leaking life and innocence from your country, well, Citigroup is here to throw down a rope ladder and help lift you out of that barbaric system. F you, Citigroup. I don't know how things will go down over the next 10 years, the next 100 or next 1,000. When I say that I'm standing on the right side of history, I have no proof that a pure, more honest distillation of the atrocities we commit against ourselves will come anytime soon, nor that I will be remembered as having stood against it. But I can tell you this, with my platform, with my person, and with everything I have that persuades, I will fight you and your garbage philosophy. Get bent, you bunch of woke corporate cowards. Ugh. Cancel those cards. Cancel your bank account. Screw you, city. City group. Corporate tyranny, man. Corporate tyranny. But, but people, but they, but, 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 but nothing. Well, Chad, let's, let's tie it into what, you know, Glenn has been talking about. And it clicked when I saw this monologue about Citigroup. Now it makes sense why companies have gone so woke. It's because of that little book called The Great Reset, yep. ESG, ESG, The Future, The Reset. The great narrative? ESG, man. ESG. Uh, environmental. Uh, social governance. It's, it's, it, it, it's how they're going to judge these corporations. It's how they're going to do business on their ESG scores. And I mean, I'll tell you what, the Biden administration, they got a failing ESG score because Kamala Harris recently disrespected. She was disrespected by Biden's white staff. Uh it was upset the West Wing staffers didn't stand for. <laughs> Maybe Citigroup will come help them. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not. That's the thing. I'm, I'm not wrong. When, when, when these woke ideological corporations that employ 200,000 people in the country start doing this kind of garbage to enable people to go murder their child when you're standing in front of a capitol building swallowing abortion pills plan b pills and shouting about your abortions this is not something to be proud of folks our hearts and consciences have been seared seared you know what and, and again i go back to the condemnation thing i understand that there are people out there people listening to this show you've had an abortion i don't condemn you I've, I don't condemn you. And you know what? I don't, I don't need to forgive you. you. You didn't hurt me personally. You made your decisions. That, that's your life. I've made my decisions. I've done things that I'm not excited about, happy about, that you would condemn probably, that you would say, nah, that's a wrong direction. But you know what? You did that. That was your choice in your moment, in your time. You did it. I'm not the guy that's going to condemn you. But when Citigroup comes out and is trying to make this thing no longer rare, or common sense, or or whatever it may be, and trying to make this like it's it's not only something to be accepted, but it's to be celebrated. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that, folks. And yeah, 
Uh, you go back to everything we've talked about, even the, the Reuben thing. I, yes, I have problems with these things, but I promise you I'm still going to err on the side of gentleness and grace. But man, got to fight these corporations. Uh, the last two years told us that you've got to take control of your own health. Uh, it's clear that you can't rely on the big government or big pharma to protect you or your family. You've got to do what I did today. Uh, take your Z-Stack. Z-Stack is a specially formulated immune-boosting supplement that includes zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D. It's formulated by Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, the world-renowned doctor that President Trump credited with his successful early treatment protocol and his decision to take hydroxychloroquine. Z-Stack has been scientifically formulated. It's kosher, GMP certified, produced here in the USA. The mask mandates are being lifted. Vaccine mandates are no longer enforced in several states. Viruses are still out there, though. Uh, you need to take the Z-Stack daily, not just when you feel bad supercharge your immune system it's formulated to help combat any and all variants as well as the common cold and flu so i encourage you to start taking it right now stay ahead of any potential future variants by preparing your immune system and get back to living your life go to thestacklife.com slash chad today enter promo code chad i spell it chad get a small discount off your first order that's the letter z stack.com slash chad and use promo code chad be right back And uh, Supreme Court nominee Jackson, you know, she she should be able to help us understand this whole abortion issue. Uh, they ask her about it. Play the clip. When does life begin, in your opinion? Senator, um, I don't know. <laughs> Ma'am? I don't know. Do you have I, a I belief? I, I have... Um, personal, religious, and otherwise beliefs that have nothing to do with the law in terms of when life begins. Do you, do you have a personal belief, though, about when life begins? I have a religious view. Religious belief? That I set aside when I am ruling on cases. There you go. She don't know. She says, I don't know. Got two daughters. Um, but I guarantee if they found a clump of cells on Mars, Suddenly, everybody be racing to protect that life. Uh, well, good luck, America. Uh, and remember, uh, Bloomberg says it, they gave inflation advice, says that you need to start eating beans, uh, take the bus, skip chemotherapy for your dogs. Uh, they're they're, they're going to look at it. Don't buy them. You know, there was another report that said don't buy in bulk. Start eating lentils. But don't, better not buy those lentils in bulk. Uh, you know, so, yeah. You know, all this stuff, you get ready. We're just going to be like Venezuela. Uh, and remember, the diets with too much meat may cause health problems and low testosterone in men. They're not even hiding it anymore. They're wanting to weaken you. They don't want you getting protein. You know, the element that helps you build muscle and be strong, to be a hunter and a gatherer and a provider, to be a man, a by-God man. Eat meat. Oh, no, it's going to lower your testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> my freshly manscaped testicles it does i tell you what oh yeah cdc they've they've removed tens of thousands of covid deaths and 24 percent of pediatric covid 19 deaths you've been had people they're coming out with it now you've been had uh oh and the bbc says heterosexuality was invented in 1934 uh, that's good to know yeah, it's good to know. 
heterosexuality invented in 1934. Um, that's that's that. There you go. Every I don't. <laughs> everything else was just uh, have at it, right? Uh, when did you choose to be straight? <laughs> um, they did. They were asking people this in a poll. Um, it, it, most men were taken aback, confessing rather sheepishly they never have thought about it, um, feeling that their prejudices had been exposed. They ended up swiftly conceding the videographer's obvious point. Gay people were born gay just like straight people were born straight. Um, so they, they want to make sure that sexualities are, they, they, you believe they're just there. There's no influences uh, that are there. Um, they, they just want to narrow you down to a big old box of carbon. That's all you are is just a lump of cells. doesn't matter if you want to abort that child or what. There's no spiritual element to you. There's no mind. There, don't even think anymore. You don't need to do it. We've got people out there doing that for you, just telling you what to believe. You know, just don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about where you came from, where you're going, if you're wrong, if you're right, why you're here, what your purpose is. What your identity is? Is there, an, is there a God to give an account to? Don't worry about any of that stuff. You're just a clump of cells. You're just, you're just one big carbon emission. Doesn't matter who you sleep with. Sleep with who you want to. Have at it. You're born that way. You can do anything you want to do. You know, maybe you're attracted to children. They try to justify that. You were just born that way. There's been no other influences in your life that could have possibly caused you to have another sexual bent or preference. Or ideology. Uh, and then I've got all these racists, the, whether it was the swastika out on the street or Our Lady of Mercy School for Young Women. Uh, they had racist graffiti, including the N-word, in the bathroom. Um, both instances, it was a black person that did it. Um, there you go. Uh, it tends to be that way, Bubba Wallace. <laughs> Chris! Oh, Chris. Getting the world. I was walking into the building uh, just this morning. I was walking into the building, and one of our uh, one of our executives he goes, "Can things get any crazier in our world?" I said, "It's going to implode. It cannot sustain. A house of cards will fall in on itself, especially when it's built on a faulty foundation." And I promise you, the cracks are all across the concrete right now. It's bad, bad stuff. Uh, how quick can we do a TikTok? I forgot. Can we do it? Skip it or do it. Do it. Unclear how many Disney workers actually took part. West Street's Amanda Dukes joins us live from outside Disney. And Amanda, did you see any of them protesting? Well, we did see one protester earlier. You know, we're not able to get into the park or even into the corporate offices, so it's been a little difficult to get a handle on how many Disney workers actually did walk off the job. But I can tell you, monitoring ride uh, times, the waits for rides, as well as social media, it doesn't look like the walkout had any big impact on park operations today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you go. At the Disney entrance at Hotel Plaza Boulevard Tuesday, lone cast member Nicholas Moldonado protested Disney's response to what critics call Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. There you go. You got one dude. The one guy out there with his pride mask and flag and the whole thing, and he's out there protesting uh, over the Don't Say Gay Bill. You know what word is not in the Don't Say Gay Bill? gay <laughs> they didn't say it so anyway we'll be right back
Check out Overtime tomorrow, folks. Subscribe, blazetv.com slash Chad. Use more Chad to save and watch Chad.com. We love you. God bless you. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.